0: Hello there. Good evening. Um, thank you for joining in. We're going to be talking today about something which is, it's a big topic. Uh, we're going to try to cover it quite neatly this evening. We're going to make sure that we get everything we need to get covered. But at the same time, what we want to do is we want to keep us very sharp, fairly to the point and definitely making sure that you're, um, you know, helping you to make sure that you're getting the absolute most out of your training. So, to begin with it's it's pretty simple what we need to be doing okay what we need to be doing is we need to give you an idea of of what it is that sort of appropriate training intensity is how you can gauge that what are some of the pitfalls of either training too hard or or potentially not training hard enough and then using that information and creating it together so that you can make the most out of the time that you're spending in the gym because the fact of the matter is is that everybody is operating on a limited amount of time. One of the things that I tell tell everyone when they start is that you can you can get as much out of the gym as you as you need from it. From you know two to, to four hours a week, you don't need to be going five, six, seven days a week in order to get um in order to get what you need. The caveat of that is that you need to make sure that your uh, your program is right, which hopefully I'm taking care of, um, and also that you you're training with an appropriate level of intensity to actually create the stimulus that you need in order to strengthen your body to grow and to you know to get more muscle tone or more muscle mass depending upon what it is that you want to do okay now who's this for this is um this is for somebody who is looking to try to mainly focus on strength and muscle all right this is not necessarily something that's applicable to fat loss and getting leaner and uh the reason for that is because as hopefully by you know by now the um the best way for you to, to lose body fat is through nutrition. And actually, a 5% change in your training intensity might make a difference to the amount of muscle you grow, but it's unlikely to make much of a difference to the amount of fat that you lose, all right? So we're going to be focusing entirely upon uh, on strength training. We're going to be focusing entirely upon actually muscle growth and muscle stimulus, and that's all that we're going to be talking about today, all right? Quickly outlining the problem um, the problem with most people is that they don't train hard enough. Okay, uh, there are too many rest breaks, there uh, isn't enough focus, uh, there isn't enough, um, So, sort of the quality of execution isn't quite there. And it's kind of almost like people aren't aware of, of what it is that they should be doing. So progress sometimes can be slower than you'd hope. Ideally, and I'll say this over and over again until I'm blue in the face. Ideally, we want to be getting to a point where you're making progress of some kind every time that you enter the gym, all right, unless you've been training for five years, and you've been making consistent progress all that time, there's really no reason for you not to make that kind of progress. We also have uncertainty. For example, sometimes, you know, you'll be asking yourself, um, you know, is it a a, what level of effort is appropriate, given my circumstances, that's very common as well, we don't know, you know, how hard should I push this, I get asked this in in, um, sort of PT sessions all the time, the third one is is injury that's a concern for a lot of you um when we're talking about about training really hard it's okay well i don't want to pull something i don't want to hurt something that's going to be addressed um in this in this little presentation as well and then lastly it's fatigue one of the i'd say that for, for a lot of people that the quoted the the hardest thing about about training is finding the time i think a lot of the time as well the thing about training is actually you know do i have the effort do i have the the effort do i have the the energy and do i have the the sort of the 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 enthusiasm or am i su- sufficiently recovered to go to go again so we're going to talk about how fatigue and stimulus are kind of on one side of the coin and um you know growth and 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 recovering on the other side of the coin so we need to find that balance we need to get it right all right so we're essentially going to be talking about failure now failure isn't a lovely term, but it is the technical term, and it's what we call it, which is basically saying the point at which you can no longer do any reps. Now, you might think, quite rightly, that failure is failure. I can no do more and no more reps when I can do more rep, do do no more reps. But in reality, there's actually four types. The first is is voluntary failure, which, in a nutshell, is when you've decided that you've had enough. The second one. Is a little bit further along the line which is technical failure which means when you're no longer able to perform the exercise with the appropriate technique the third is concentric failure Um, each exercise that you do has a concentric and an eccentric phase uh, not to be read eccentric and um, concentric is where you lift okay so if you were doing a squat it's when you stand up that means that you can no longer stand up with the weight and then also, and this is much less common and not something we're going to talk about too much, is eccentric failure. So that means that, say, for example, you had in your squat, you had somebody to help you to stand up. You also didn't have the strength to actually lower the weight at the prescribed tempo. OK, that, as far as I'm concerned, is complete failure, total failure. Legs have gone. You've got nothing left in the tank. What we're going to do is start at the beginning, start at... um what we would advise somebody who's never lifted a weight before. And then we're going to work up the levels. And we're going to talk to you about all the different sort of all the different types of failure. And then you can start to work out what it is that you should be doing, and how it is that you could improve your own training. So the first thing we're going to start with is is the trade offs. On one side, we have fatigue and stress that's caused by training, this is apparent, If you do lots and lots of exercise, you get very tired, and it stresses your system. OK, on the other end of the spectrum, we have the stimulus that's required. It's absolutely essential for muscle growth. You know, you can you can eat all the protein that you want. If you don't have the stimulus in place, if you haven't stimulated those muscles appropriately, then you're never going to grow any muscle. You have to create the stimulus so that your body tells your muscle fibers to grow back stronger. We did another we did another um, webinar about this recently, which was all about um, how to build muscle. So check that out if you haven't seen that one already and then with that stimulus comes progress these are two ends of the spectrum and two things that we need to be concerned about when we get there now the greater the stimulus on the muscle the greater the fatigue and the stress the way that it actually stimulates your muscle to grow more with greater stimulus is that essentially each muscle is made up of a bunch of muscle fibers okay and if you're let's say you can produce 10 units of force and I give you six units of weight, and you do a rep, you will be recruiting roughly 60% of your muscle fibers in order to get to that point. Okay. If I give you 10 units, you will have to recruit 100% of your muscle fibers in order to lift that weight, right? It's fairly straightforward. This applies to rep ranges as well. So we might pick what is a 10 rep max for you. If you do six reps with it, and you get to the sixth rep, and you stay, this is starting to feel difficult, and then you stop. But if I put a gun to your head, you could do 10, then you're only going to be recruiting 60% of your muscle fibers, and you're only going to be getting and it's not linear. But you know, let's say for argument's sake, you're only getting 60% of the benefit of what you're doing. Okay. If you were to do 10 reps with your 10 rep max, then you would get 100%. And this is what I want you to think about is What we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that the stimulus that you're receiving is appropriate, because if you've been training a while and you're only training six out of 10, that's not going to be enough to progress you further, okay? Sometimes you actually need to go beyond the 10 units of force and go to 11 and 12, and we'll explain that in a minute, okay? So voluntary failure. Now, voluntary failure doesn't really sound like failure, does it? It kind of sounds like giving up, but it is voluntary failure, and that's that's what it's classified as. This would be something that you would recommend that somebody do who's new to training, or someone who has maybe less than a year's experience under their belt. There is absolutely no, and I say this because a, a, a good proportion of the people that I train in the gym in person are people that have never done any exercise before, and it's advised at that point that actually you don't need to be a you don't need to be hitting um, failure where you absolutely cannot do any more reps if you're new because it's a bit like um to give you the example um of sort of sun tanning so say for example i wanted to i wanted to get a tan now if i go and lie out in tropical sun somewhere it takes me about i reckon i got about 15 minutes tops before i get sunburned putting me at um let's say i'm a brand new exerciser and brand new trainer and you say to take me to absolute failure is a bit like me saying a bit like saying to me, okay, so the fastest way for you to get a tan is to go and lie out for three hours in a row, get yourself absolutely sizzled, um, and then do it again and again and again. We know that's not going to work. We know I'm just going to end up pink and blistery and all that kind of stuff. And the same thing is going to happen with your muscles. You're going to overdo it. You're going to over fatigue them. You're going to overstress them. You're going to create too much muscle damage. It's going to take a long time to recover. And it's actually going to be is actually going to be contraindicated and so it's not it's not advised because it's actually going to make the progress more slow so we're thinking multiple reps left in the tank that they could do if they really wanted to um it's starting to get hard um but it's not really really difficult um, and this applies to, to all exercises what we'll explain later on is that uh, different kinds of failure apply to different exercises differently. And it can get a little bit complicated, but we've tried to make it as simple as possible. All right. So this is just the straightforward one. If you've been less than 12 months in the gym, this is pretty much all that you need to do. Have a few left in the tank, focus on your technique and make sure you get it right. The second one, and we've got a nice picture of Arnie here for those of you who are watching. Um, the second one is technical failure. And this is also something that you'd want to work on when you were new and this is very much a question of um motor learning sort of pattern learning um, and actually seeing how far you can get through before your form starts to break down so technical failure is i've described it as a failure in proprioceptive awareness and control now proprioceptive awareness for those of you that don't know is basically your awareness of where your your limbs are in space so again say that we're starting to do a, a squat Um, and we're holding the dumbbell sort of in front of us like this, like a goblet squat, A a a a, a a loss of proprioceptive awareness might be your knees starting to buckle in. It might be the fact that you start to lean forward as you come up rather than keeping your posture upright. It might be that your heels lift off the floor. You can do lots of different things to adjust your form, to use muscles that we haven't fatigued already, or muscles that have better leverage in that position, depending upon the exercise, in order to actually help you to finish those reps. We don't want you to do this ever, okay? We want to make sure that your form is perfect from the first, very first rep all the way to the end. If you're very, very advanced, there are some exceptions where you can sort of chuck in a few cheat curls like Mr. Schwarzenegger's doing here. Um, but unless you look like that, there isn't really a lot of point in doing that. It's, it's overkill, isn't it? It's unnecessary. When you get to technical pressure, technical failure, sorry, it's starting to become very hard but what you're doing is you're you're dissipating the pressure. And the critical thing about this one is, it's, is this is more relevant with freeway exercises. If you're using machines, generally speaking, what they do is they move along one plane. So say for example, you're doing a seated leg extension, your knees straighten, your knees bend, there is very little option there for you to cheat. With something like um, doing any kind, like a bicep curl, here is a really good example. There's loads of ways you can cheat. You can lean back. You can lean back to make it easier at the bottom. You can lean forward to make it easier at the top. You can push your elbows backwards and forwards. You can shrug your shoulders. You can use your hips. You can use loads of momentum. There's tons of ways that you can actually go to technical failure. Um, And so this is what we want you to be focusing on at the beginning. All right? And this is kind of this is the basic stuff. This is what we want you to be doing as you're getting into strength training. Um, And if you haven't had two or three years of consistent strength training under your belt, this is all that you need to worry about, right? But there are a fair few of you who have had a few years of training under your belt. And so you're gonna start to think about this, okay? Which is concentric failure. Just to remind you, that means a failure in your ability to push the weight up at at the prescribed tempo or just at all, right? And we've got a video, a picture here, sorry, of um, somebody doing a tricep extension overhead and he's got somebody spotting him, helping him lift the weight up so that he can then do extra reps on the way down. The idea being that we make it easier on the way up where it's harder and then you lower the weight under control on your own, okay? Now, this is a failure in your ability to lift the weight. And, the only, and the, if there's one big takeaway that I want you all to take from this, it's this point. Concentric failure always begins with a slowing of the rep speed in the concentric portion. So if you are convinced that you couldn't have done another rep and your last rep is going up at the same speed that your first rep did, that is voluntary failure. Okay, You've decided that it's too difficult rather than your legs have given up on you. What you'll see if you're doing a set of, say, a 10 rep max on a squat, and it is a real max, is that rep six, seven, eight, nine, and then 10 will incrementally become slower and slower and slower. Your brain will be telling you to do all of the things that we talked about when we're talking about technical failure to try and make it easy. Because you've been practicing the technique at length, you're very, very good at keeping hold of it. You know what's going on. And then eventually, there is a rep where you get stuck at the point at which you have the worst leverage, which is about on a squat is about halfway up, and you cannot get past that point. Okay, and then you eventually you have to drop the bar or somebody has to help you. Okay, very, very hard focused pressure. Um, And the only way that you can actually get yourself to go past failure in this instance, is to use a spotter. So to have somebody like me personal trainer behind you giving you a bit of a shove on the last one, just to help you up. Now, if you don't have a personal trainer or a friend with you, then what you need to and you can always ask people in the gym to give you a spot. People are very happy on that usually. Um, there are some workarounds that you can do. One of the main things that I do with you guys is I do supersets. So for example, um, a classic, the classic program, the German body composition is something like the six, the 12, and then the 25. So you do a back squat with six reps. You go to pretty much failure on that. Then I give you a lighter weight which you then do another leg exercise for 12 reps. So that weight would be easy if you hadn't just done the six reps, but we're now going to a lower weight so you can further fatigue your muscles. We then go to another exercise, which is easier again, and you do 25 reps to further fatigue your muscles. This is a way of you working beyond concentric failure without you needing a spotter. The other thing that you can do is you can work on single arm, single leg exercises. So, for example, you can help the one arm or help the one leg um, with uh, with the other arm or leg. Or you can things like squats, you can or sort of split squats, you can you can hold onto the wall or, you know, these kinds of things. So there are plenty of options that you can do. And some of the later programs that if you haven't got there yet will involve things like drop sets, will involve things like um force reps where you can, where you're helping yourself, all that stuff will come. But that you kind of have to earn the right to get to that point. Um, and it is totally unnecessary for you to be doing that kind of thing. If you're, um, if you're sort of fairly early on in the journey, right? So this is the point at which I would expect most people to get to and you don't need to get beyond this point. There is however, um a last set which is eccentric failure and i'm not really going to talk about this because this is highly advanced i'm not convinced it's appropriate for pretty much anybody but theoretically there's a point where you're being helped on the way up on the squat and then all you have to do is lower down at the prescribed tempo let's say it's a four second descent and then somebody's pushing you back up again and all you have to do is lower down until you can't do it at that four second tempo the only exercise where i'd ever do this with is something like a pull-up uh, where you push somebody up and get them to lower themselves down as slow as you can. Um, but you won't really see much of this in the programming, um, unless I'm feeling particularly evil, but I don't think I will. So um, that's just to round it out so you know what it is. But uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Just stick with uh, the concentric, okay? So now you've got an idea about what exactly it is that, you know, you're aiming for in your sessions in terms of um, in terms of what, what defines failure and what level of failure is it that you should be working at. Um, If you're not sure, I'll tell you. So please feel free to ask. Um, I want you to ask the question of, do you actually get the most out of your sessions? All right. So what I've put together is a little bit of a checklist for you um, so that you can actually look through and make sure that you are doing everything that you need to be doing. Okay. So our training intensity checklist checklist is as follows. And this is stuff that I do when I train people for them to ensure that they get the right amount of sort of intensity in their session. So for example before we start the session check the program before you train. Which weights do you need? Where are you going to look to improve the loads? Where are you going to look to to really push it? What are you going to try and just hold on to and stick with because sometimes especially exercises towards the end of the session if you're already fatigued from having done extra effort at the beginning of the session, it's a bit unreasonable to ask yourself to then do extra at the end of the session as well. If you were really pushing yourself last time that that shouldn't be possible. So Check the program before you train, check the weights, make sure you understand the tempos, make sure you understand the rep ranges, make sure you know what you're going to go for rep wise, and make sure you have an understanding of where the rest breaks are so that you can optimize those and make sure that you're not taking too long. The last thing that you want to do, and I know because I see this um, when people are coming in to train at the gym, is that you know, we'll have somebody sitting there, and they'll be looking on their phone, and they'll be going, okay, right, this is the next one, this is, the, and they're looking, and I can see they're having to figure things out as they go along, and taking way too long in between sets, and effect, effect, effectively, what they're doing is that they're making their workout less effective, okay, there is a question one of yes, just doing the exercise, and if that's where your headspace is, and all you can do is just go in and do something, then great, but this is for people that are looking to get the absolute most you need to get that organized before you start so minimize distractions try to turn your emails off i know this is the only downside of having a phone-based app is that you're people encouraging people to look at their phones and um, minimize distractions make sure that you've got as little sort of you know pulling your attention away from what it is from the task as hand task at hand as possible because that's going to make a huge difference to the amount of intensity you get out of it when you're really focused and when you're really going for it and you're paying attention you get a far far better session than if you're kind of just you know brains elsewhere and again I see this in person all the time music is obviously good this is my opinion I think music is probably results in a better quality training session than a podcast or an audiobook um, I think podcasts and audiobooks can often pull away your focus from what it is that you're trying to do. Um, for some of you, that's the idea, fair enough. But the um, if you really wanna focus, then I think music is, is a better option. And then lastly, just think about things like food and drink. Make sure that you've got your water bottle filled up. Make sure that you've had some food before you start so that you're, um, if that's what you wanna do or, or a coffee or something, whatever it is that you need to do, make sure you get yourself into a consistent routine where you are set up in the way that you know is best so that you can put all of these factors together and get the absolute most out of your training. Okay, The last thing that I would suggest that you do as well is that if you're not sure whether you're hitting failure appropriately or not, you can always send me videos. I like to see top sets wherever possible. I don't wanna see the first set, I wanna see the last set. um, And I can help you work on intensity. A lot of the time, I come back to you guys and I'll say, that was great, make it heavier because you're not you're not putting enough weight on. And the fact of the matter is, if I'm there with you in person, you're going to do a lot more than if you're there on your own. And so having that person to look over your shoulder is really, really useful. So make the most of me. All right. So quick summary is that if you're if you're new to training, you should be aiming to just extend the number of reps um, it takes for you to hit technical failure. That's all you're trying to do. You're trying to focus on how long can I focus on that pressure? How long can I make sure that I'm I'm performing the exercise correctly. And and how far can I push that before I start to lose form? If that's, if you're new, that will occupy an awful lot of your, um, your brain space. Okay. Once that's mastered, once you've got out of the beginner phase, then you should be thinking every exercise you do should be approaching or hitting concentric failure, which means that if you've been training for more than a year, your last rep should be coming up more slowly than your first one did. All right. Think of it that as a simple thing. We don't need you to get to the point of complete failure all the time, but we do need to be seeing some evidence of you being unable to push it where your physiology is limiting your sets as opposed to your psychology saying, I've had enough of this, all right? Treat training, try, treat that's quite difficult to say. Treat training time as sacred. Um, focus on the task at hand because remember, especially in fitness, how you do that one thing is how you do everything. If you focus on your training, and you make sure that it's executed fantastically every single time, it's gonna give you that confidence and that kind of self-assurance that you are you know, on the right track, and you're doing things well, you're gonna eat better, you're gonna prioritize your sleep, you're gonna prioritize your recovery, you're gonna plan things out better, everything works in that vein and it's snowballs. So use this as an opportunity to set yourself at a high standard and maintain the quality of your training, okay? If you have any questions, as always, please let me know. I um, hope this has been useful. I know there's a lot of you um, who are currently working on trying to put some muscle on as well. So I'll make sure um, everyone's got this. Um, and if you yeah, if you have any questions, then shout. Otherwise, thanks for listening along. Thank you for joining in. Um, and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much.